True Crime Broads with Crystal and Renee. Hello, welcome to True Crime Broads. This is Crystal and Renee. And thank you so much for joining us. First of all, we wanted to thank you for joining us for our last episode. We were so fortunate to get Cheryl McCollum on the show. Wasn't that fun, Renee? Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. She's very insightful. Yeah, she's amazing. Just so incredibly intuitive. I mean, you can tell she's obviously amazing at what she does. We were just so blessed to have her on and she talked about her institute and she talked about some of the cases she's worked on and and just and mostly we talked about the Missy Beavers case and it was just so fantastic to get her insight. You know, one thing that really struck me about what she said about Missy Beavers was um, our listener Dale actually brought this up and it's so true. She said, who could be gone in the middle of the night and not be missed? And, oh, yeah. you know, that's something I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time on because I know that sometimes Mike will get up in the middle of the night and like go down our master bedrooms upstairs. He'll go downstairs and like eat something and watch TV sometimes. And then he'll come back to bed. And I really couldn't tell you like when I, we were younger, I used to really notice it more, but I'm used to it now. And so like, I don't even really take note of what time it is. I'm gotten better at ignoring it and sleeping through most of it. So I was just thinking more in those terms, but you know what? She's right though. I mean, some, I mean, that's probably not normal to be married to someone who's up and down all night. Like it would have to be someone who couldn't be missed. It, it kind of got my wheels turning. Like maybe this perpetrator was someone whose spouse works the graveyard shift, or maybe they're single and they live by themselves, you know, it just kind of got my wheels turning. Well, you know, and I think that there's a difference between like, you know, my husband waking up and I'm in here doing a podcast or, you know, whatever yeah. on, on the fa- on Facebook or watching TV or something and me getting in my car and being gone for like two hours. I mean, that's a whole different ballgame, you know? Right. And think about this, whoever this perpetrator was, where did they put on all that garb? You, you don't just put that on in a couple of seconds. That's no. That's a production putting on all that stuff. And then you have to worry about, is my spouse going to see me putting this on? Like, uh, is, is there a chance they could wake up to go to the bathroom and like catch me putting this on? And right. like, why are you dressing up in that at two in the morning? That's so weird. You know, maybe they were fortunate, fortunate enough. And I hate to say that because it wasn't a fortunate situation, but fortunate enough to have a spouse that wasn't at home. Yeah. Or, you know, or of course they could be single and live alone. True, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Maybe, and you know, um, Dale also pointed out in our discussion group, um, people who work the graveyard sh- graveyard shift tend to work in law enforcement, or that would help explain the outfit. Maybe, um, you know, or, or hospital workers. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my brother worked the graveyard shift for years when he was younger, and he was in IT, and they just had a type of situation where they had to run it all night long. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting to think that maybe their spouse, um, wasn't there for some reason. Yeah, but definitely something had to have worked out in their favor because, um, I, uh, feel like it wouldn't have worked out so well for them if it, you know what I mean? Yeah. They hadn't had that, um, opportunity to be able to do something like that. Right. Yeah. So it was really great hearing everything that Cheryl had to say. We're not going to ruin anything else for you. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it's the one right before this one, please check it out. 
and um, you will not be disappointed. Cheryl is a fantastic guest on every show that she's on. She really is. Um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was her talking about, I know she had talked about doing, she had done a class and um, she was talking to her students and they were trying to figure out something. Um, and so she said that, you know, if, if, if someone shot somebody, you know, 20 times, there's got to be some bullet fragments somewhere. You couldn't have, you know, nobody picked them all up. So they went out there and started digging and they ended up finding all of them from when I don't even remember the case now. I, I know you remember talk, her talking about it. Yeah, it was an old case. Yeah, and so that's how they kind of came to, to do the, the organization they were doing. And um, I thought that was super interesting. And she said that she talked about getting uh, so many students to go door to door or, or whoever and talk to different people in the case and how long it would take to cover so many people that, you know, the police can't do that. I mean, they don't have enough manpower or time to go around and talk to all these people and, and talk to them, you know, about, you know, what they seen or who they knew or what they heard or, you know, whatever. And I mean, that's a really great point. I, I really enjoyed that part of it because I had something that I've never heard of and something I've never thought of, you know? Right. It's so true. And it was so long after that crime that they were able to get those. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she had a lot of good, um, good information she talked about. I, um, I enjoyed her perspective of how she looks at things that are completely different. Like um, she looks at where the <clears throat> perpetrator the day of the week, um, the things that they put on, the things that they did, uh, the weather. I mean, she looks at all of those things to assess, you know, who, what kind of person she thinks could have done this and so forth. I mean, it was it was very insightful for me. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so jumping ahead to today, why don't you tell us about what you happened upon? Okay, so this morning I was um, getting on Facebook, checking, you know, messages and so forth, because I'm sure everybody remembers I use Facebook for my business. And um, I came across a... Um, press conference for a case that happened 25 years ago. Didn't know that that was today, but um, 25 years ago today, Amber Hagerman, I'm sure everybody remembers her from 1996, was uh, abducted off of her bicycle. She lived in Arlington, Texas, and she was abducted off her bicycle. She was riding with her brother and apparently he decided he was done or wanted to go home or something. So he went back home and she continued riding her bike. And she was in the parking lot of a, an old Winn-Dixie. Apparently the Winn-Dixie had went out of business and it was just an abandoned parking lot. And she was riding around in there, I guess, because it was a big area to ride around in. And she was abducted. Well, one person uh, witnessed it. It was a man by the name of Jimmy Kevill. He witnessed it and um, he didn't know what he was witnessing though. All he heard was a scream. He saw a man putting a child in a vehicle and driving off. So mm -hmm. it was very quick and he wasn't sure, you know, you don't know what's going on. You don't know that that person's being abducted. You just heard a kid scream. She could have been screaming because she was mad or something. So he, he, then after he heard that she'd been abducted, then he knew that that's what had happened. Um, they found her body on January 17th of 1996 and they still haven't found the killer to this day. Well, I thought to myself, 
they wouldn't be doing a press conference for the anniversary of a death of a child that hasn't been found. They must have like they must have found something or something. So I, I continued listening to this this uh, press conference and I I didn't get to watch the entire thing, but I got the premise of it. Um, they basically were talking about um, DNA. Uh, the advancements in DNA, they apparently have come out with something, some new advancements in DNA right now, and there's something that they're going to have completed by the end of this month, and they are looking to have a, hopefully, a new profile of the killer by the, by February. So that is super exciting, uh, because, you know, they, 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 they said that they never closed this case, it's never been closed. It's never, you know, they've never stopped, recent, you know, uh, investigating it and getting tips and so, so forth. But they um, obviously, you know, don't have a lot to do with it because they, you know, um, they, I think they went around and they interviewed all the people in the neighborhood and they just kind of, it came to a standstill. So they just continued um, having, you know, investigators uh, always have it on their what they were working on, you know. So right, right. anyway, I'm sitting here reading two different things. I'm getting myself confused. Sorry about that. But anyway, so after uh, that was one of the reasons they had a press conference. They were talking about the uh, new DNA. And then they were talking about, um, they had her, her Amber Hagerman's mother come up. And it was interesting because she had a message to the killer. And I thought it was interesting because we had planned this podcast what, a week or two ago? Mm -hmm. And we were going to do message to the killer, like we were getting everybody to send their messages. And so I just thought it was interesting. I thought that's so interesting because she just got up, you know, on the podium and started talking and had a Yeah, what a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And then of course about the advancements in DNA and I tried to look it up, but you know, that's super hard to find. You can't just, I guess they don't like publish it anywhere. Right. <laughs> DNA advancements. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, I, um, I'm going to play the, the snippet of the, her mother's name is Donna Williams. And she just, you know, had a little snippet talking about um, her daughter and, and what had happened. And I think that most people probably know, but just in case you don't, when Amber Hagerman was uh, kidnapped back in 96, you know, it took time for them to contact the authorities. The authorities had to contact this agency. They had to contact this agency. And it took time for everything to get approved for them to start looking for her daughter. Well, by the time this all happened, it was probably like two or three days later. And then they ended up finding her body. Okay. So this woman, her name is Diane Simone. She called into a local radio station and she said, listen, we get weather alerts on our phone, on our TVs. They break in and make that weird noise and say, you know, the weather service has issued or whatever. And, you know, it, it does that all across the nation, you know, all across the U.S. So why can't we do the same thing for um, kidnappings and children that are missing and things like that? Right. So they contacted the authorities and the authorities, I guess, contacted Amber's parents and asked, and they that's how Amber Alert came to me. I thought that was so, so cool. I remember this when it happened, this case when it happened. I remember it because oh, yeah. kids were little. I'm sure you do too. And so that's how it all came to be. This woman is now 70 years old, but back then when she did it, she just, you know, thought of it. What a great idea. And I mean, that's just wonderful that she 
was able to think of that. And it was, you know, it's been able to help so many families get their children back safely because of the quickness of it, because it goes across your phone, it goes across the TV, and then it also goes across those digital billboards that you see driving on the highway. So anyway. Um, yeah, so that's really, that just really revolutionized that type of thing. So that was really awesome that she came up with that. And that's so true. That was the birth of the Amber Alert. Yep. was that lady making the connection that you know we have like you said those loud alerts for weather warnings why not do that when a child is missing yep i know and i'm so glad they did that but it's you know it's been 25 years and it's i'm sure it's really been um it's just been great for everybody but unfortunately this case has not been solved so they've got the dna thing they're working on now and um, they're trying to get that going and hopefully they'll have something come out of that. But they, you know, told them they was not going to stop working on this case and, and hopefully they're going to find, but they're, they, they said the same thing that they say in the Missy Beavers case. They said they believe that the case will be solved that will come from something someone knows, a tip from somebody. That's how they're going to solve this case. So just, there was a lot of similarities in the things the police said, and I just thought it was really interesting. So Man, that is really discouraging though, that that one hasn't been solved. I know, I know. I'm just, I hope that that DNA advancements that they have in that, and that what's fixing to happen, I hope that that helps. Gosh, solve it. me too. That has been way too long. I had to watch it. I seen that and I thought, oh, I gotta see this. What is happening? <laughs> and then were you, just, were you gonna play a clip of that? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Hang on one second. So that was her, Amber Hegerman's mother, pleading with the killer to please come forward. Please give yourself up. Um, Amber needs justice. We need justice. And, you know, we all want to know what happened and, and be able to move on. So I did not hear anything on that clip. So hopefully our listeners did. Oh, um, no. I hope y'all could hear it. Okay. That's okay. I couldn't. So maybe it's just me. We'll hope it's just me. Yeah, I hope so. Okay, so moving on, before we move on from this topic of um, Amber Alert and Amber Hagerman, um, back when this was going on, I remember early in the investigation, my aunt telling my mom and my mom telling me that my cousin had written a song and it had gotten quite a bit of airplay at the time. It's called Protect the Little Ones and it's mm -hmm. about the Amber Hagerman case. And um, I, I looked it up just now to sort of refresh my memory and it's called Protect the Little Ones. It was sung by Patsy Andrews but it was written by my cousin, Ron Crawford and Mike Pascal. So I just thought that was sort of an interesting side. Note. I, remember, I remember when that was going on and it was getting, I don't know if it just got local airplay or if it was national, I'm not really sure. But you know, my, my cousin was a detective, but he was really into country music and, you know, did that on the side. So, right. Um, right. Anyway. So, um, so yeah, so we had already planned to have this episode be um, all about what we want to say to the killer we kind of did that on the episode before last a little bit renee and i did but we asked our listeners to please chime in we want to hear what you have to say to the killer and we really hope that missy's killer is listening to our podcast um not because we want to entertain that person in any way shape or form but because we really want them to understand that people care about missy and we really believe that your day is coming you know you're not just gonna be able to get away with this forever so right um 
Renee, did you want to start or do we were going to go over the ones that we got submitted to us? Yeah, we can do those and then I'll read mine last. Okay, perfect. Um, let's see. I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to skip around if that's okay with you. And sure. I thought I would start with one. There's a man named Danny. He's super nice in the groups. You know, you've probably seen him in there a long time too, Renee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, he's actually a retired litigator. It's always fun when you get, you know, smart people that kind of have good insight and understand the law and they're, you know, talking about the case. We love all our listeners and everybody in our groups, but you know what I'm saying? Danny's special because he's, um, he's a retired guy. He's already been around the block a few times in the legal world and he usually has some interesting insight that I hadn't thought of. And so here is what his quote was. It says, do you have a conscience? Did you go to Sunday school or something similar when you were a child to learn right from wrong? Did you have a dad when you were growing up who was a positive mentor? If so, what would he think about what you did? Wow. Some of these are really interesting. I'm going to read one from um, one of our listeners. She um, she's really sweet. She does. She's been around for a long time and uh, she gives us a lot of good insight and a lot of good conversations with her. Um, her name is Shannon. She said, do you know your soul is lost? What could have been worth your soul? You will pay. God's wheels turn slow, but they grind fine. Hmm. Okay. Um, here's another one. Trish said, and she's someone who listens a lot. I mean, who's been in the groups a lot over the years. Trish said, I hope the detectives will pursue this. I can't talk. Sorry. I hope the detectives will pursue this until they shake you out of your hole. <laughs> so true. So very true. And then uh, Molly, one of our listeners said, I'd like I'd want to know how they're dealing with the guilt. Does it keep them up at night? And then Trish responded, I hope the killer is in torment, worrying about when and where they will be handcuffed. See, that's my point to the okay. killer. If you're listening, killer, um, I just want to tell you that, like I said on the podcast before last, that's going to be really embarrassing when you get dragged off. You really should turn yourself in. You could be walking in the park. You could be in a mall. You could be like at work if you work. I mean, right. you just don't know. I mean, getting those handcuffs slapped on is that's got to be humiliating, you know, and then to top it off, if uh, MPD tips off the media, which they very well might, this is a high profile case, you might have the media already there at your wherever you are waiting to film this because you know when you see on the news you see people do the perp walk, mm -hmm. you know what that is the perp walk. Oh, yeah, it's when they walk you to the the car the squad car in your handcuffs and you're being paraded in front of everyone that has got to be so embarrassing and imagine doing that on tv yeah and their family seeing it oh my gosh yes your kids your family whoever cousins aunts uncles everybody's going to be like are you serious right now and they're going to play it over and over because this is a high profile case and that is going to be shown over and over that's going to be so humiliating to your family just turn yourself in right we have another um, listener that um, participates quite a bit and um, has a lot of great conversation uh, with everybody in the groups. And um, her name is Laura. 
She says, I just want the killer to know they will never be free from always looking over their shoulder, nor the suspense of waiting to be arrested, because it will come when they least expect it. When they think they're home free, when they let their guard down, I hope they think about what they did every second. And I hope it makes them miserable and it eats away at them, haunts them until they confess their crime. And I want them to know all of us out here are not going to let this go. We will keep pushing, keep looking, keep discussing until whoever is involved is charged, tried, and locked away for a senseless murder. And may God have mercy on their soul. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> comment. Laura's always been a great participant. Right. Um, okay, here's another good one. Here's Dana. And Dana's been in the groups a long time. She said, I just want to know why you think you're never going to get caught and why you felt it was worth taking a wife from her husband and a mother from her children. Was it because you wanted to hurt them? Because when you took her life, she went to be with Jesus and there's no suffering there. So the only ones you hurt and continue to hurt is her family. So you failed in getting back at MB. MB stands for Missy Beavers. That's an interesting that's right? a very interesting message and very true. I hadn't yeah, thought it of is. that. Definitely. That was very insightful, Dana, if you're listening. Thank you for that. Yeah, it really was. I think, is that all of them? No, there's one right under that. I thought you like, oh. want to take that one. So I, I did that one. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. I did that one first. Oh, I remember now. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. okay, I think we hit them all, right? Or did we get Terry's? uh no okay i have a lot to say to the killer that can't wait someone who knows about it will spill the beans can't hold it in much longer should be solved this year i hope yeah i really hope don't you we hope so much Absolutely. man i hope 2021 is the year that's yes. the year for this case missy B absolutely gets justice in 2021 yep absolutely well okay so um you want me to read you want to go ahead and do your message to the killer? Yeah. Okay. Almost five years have passed. I bet you think you are home free, gotten away with murder, but you are alone in your hatred of Missy. As you see, she was loved by so many people. She was beautiful, successful, fit, hardworking, and was amazing inside and out. You, however, are despised. You are a coward. You are heartless, selfish, and reckless human being. All eyes are on you, watching and waiting. People see you walking around in the church from all over the world. Someone knows your walk, your stance, your build, your arm movement, the way you sling a hammer, the access you had to police gear. They know you were alone at that time of the morning. They won't keep your secret forever. More police are joining to solve this case and find you. They won't stop. We won't stop until you are behind bars. They are coming for you, bet. Very good. Could not agree more. Um, I think I've sort of voiced my opinion enough, probably. I think I've said it over and over that they need to turn themselves in. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to really fathom the type of human being that would do this to Missy. It really is. I mean, it's really hard for me to even wrap my head around it. So yeah. I just really hope that they get caught and I hope that they will do the right thing and turn themselves in. And I mean, really the smartest thing and the, the kindest thing would be to turn yourself in, plead guilty. Um, just do that. Don't drag these poor children. They've been through enough. Don't drag Missy's kids and husband and mother and brothers through 
some crazy trial. Um, They don't need to hear all that rehash. They don't need to see the autopsy report. They don't need to hear all of that detail. Just, just confess. Um, Okay. So did you, you had an interesting conversation today. A little bit off the topic of, of, of talking to her killer, but this is definitely still Missy Beaver's news. Right. Absolutely. So um, it's been a while back. Golly, I don't know, four or five months ago, I had uh, messaged the person that uh, Missy and all the other Camp Gladiators were staying with while they were doing the total transformation. And this is the weekend before the murder in Austin, Texas. So, um, you know how messages go into like a little, if you're not friends on Facebook, it goes into like a little secret message area. Well, apparently that message had went there and she didn't see the message. Well, she finally seen the message and she uh, finally replied to me. So I got to talk to her today and I'm not going to share her name or anything. Are you there? I'm very sorry. Yes, my phone. It's okay. I was like, I was frantically trying to turn it off. It did again. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Instagram. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Instagram is so crazy. Like the stories were on and it was flipping through the stories. And then the ones that have people speaking or hooting and hollering or having music, you hear it. And I was just, I'm very sorry. That's okay. You know, it's okay. My dogs were barking. So that was, that was actually pretty funny, but yeah. You you know what? Your dogs were excited that Cheryl was on. We all were. I know it's crazy. It's, it, it's always something like you're trying to, you know, be quiet or whatever. And you're sitting there with your phone and you're thinking you're just quietly looking on your phone and all of a sudden your phone goes, ah, you know, you're I like, know it's almost ah. like, you know, something can't go wrong. So then it has to, like, I, I remember being a little kid and I couldn't stop laughing in church and nothing was funny, but exactly. I got escorted out. We had got escorted about out by adults and we were super embarrassed, but anyway, yeah. Okay. So, um, I apologize. Let's get back to what you were saying because that's a really cool story. That's okay. Um, okay. So anyway, she she finally um, saw my message. She contacted me today, and she basically she didn't have any you know like really earth shattering news or anything. But we wanted to share it because um, she basically told me she absolutely did remember her. She said I didn't know her before that that time. So she basically offered to um, host. Uh, the camp gladiators that were coming out of t- from out of town, they were doing like a recruiting training session for um, the, the trainers. And so um, she offered to host them. And so she, I don't know how many, I, I meant to ask her, but she let so many, you know, ladies come into her home and stay there for the couple of days that they were there doing the total transformation. And she, she has a lot of nice things to say about Missy, of course, we wouldn't expect anything less, but she said that she was a very, a very sweet woman, very happy um, that she talked on her phone. She talked on her phone to her children uh, and was happy and was showing pics of them. Um, the lady that hosted had everybody stay in her home. She has uh, children, of course, and then grandchildren. And her grandchildren were there and she played with the kids and she was just, she said she was just in awe over how sweet she was, that she did not look her age. She was so fit, you know, she, but she had nothing but good things to say about her. And um, she said that she did not know that the case hadn't been solved yet. She wow. Was, 
shocked by that. And of course we all are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So she, um, you know, she just had a lot of good things to, to say about Missy. She, um, and of course, like I said, we wouldn't expect anything different, but we were just, we were just hoping to kind of um, learn something about, you know, the weekend before she was murdered and, um, you know, and, and I guess most of the time that they were there, they were, they were spent going to the locations, which I believe they went to HEB and were doing the recruiting there. And then yeah. they would go in and probably uh, rest for a little bit, maybe have lunch or something and then go right back and do it. So it was probably a pretty busy time. So there wasn't a lot of time for, you know, talking and all that stuff. But I guess a little bit of time she did get to see her, you know, she had a lot of good things to say about her. She was pretty sad to hear that the case hadn't been solved but because she well, said pretty, I, she just seen been, it on the news, so she figured it had been solved but right yeah because it's been so quiet I can see where she'd think that but right. it's really amazing to think it just goes to show you just never know I mean that woman had no idea that she would be really the last person to spend significant amount of time and connect with Missy while she was on earth you know because after that she came back here and you know she spent some time with her daughters on Sunday I'm sure but she really just, that was probably one of the very last people to actually connect with Missy and hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wild. Yep. So, but, um, I mean, you know, you know, and I, I guess you, you would don't expect to hear anything. Uh, we, we know we're going to hear good things about Missy because she was a wonderful person. It just, like you said, it just, it's hard to wrap your head around how somebody like what has to go through somebody's mind. Like I, I can't think of anything. And, and I mean, I love my family dearly and I would do anything for my children, but I don't see nobody get murdered because it ain't happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just... and, and, you know, the more that time goes by and the farther away from, you know, on the calendar we get from her death, I'm just starting to think, I guess it was just someone who was just really off balance and someone who thought they had a beef with her, but it just in their mind got blown out of proportion, I guess, because how can you be that mad at anyone to justify exactly. doing what they did? That, that person's got to be really off balance. It can't just be that they had some run of the mill, you know, hostility toward her. There was something, something's not right with this person. And I'm really hoping that that will be a clue that will help people that think, Ooh, so-and-so was acting different around the time of the murder or, you know, people out there that might have a tip that might help, you know, and that sort of leads me to, the next thing, if you follow us on social media, you might've noticed today on Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram, we did a post saying that there is still, and Renee checked this out to make sure that we're not telling stories here. There really is still a $40,000 reward for tips, information that leads to an arrest and conviction in the Missy Beavers case. That's huge. I mean, I'm surprised that's not a motivator. There's somebody out there that knows something. Couldn't you use forty thousand dollars? I mean, I mean, did they, maybe that person thinks they're going to get in trouble for something? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. That we we hope we had hoped that we had been able to confirm that before the uh, billboard got put up, but we had a hard time with that. I don't know really know why we had a hard that's time right. confirming that, but um, it it was almost impossible to uh, I, I had a uh, the lady at Ellis County Crime Stoppers working on it I mean I didn't have her doing it she was doing it but you know what I'm saying she mm -hmm. was trying to to confirm that for us and she never could get it confirmed and then we put the billboard up and then we ended up finally confirming in a different way 
but nevertheless, it is it is still on the table. It is yeah. still you know being offered in for the arrest and conviction of the person who um, killed Missy. So. And you know what's interesting is I understand Midlothian police not wanting to talk about the case, not wanting for whatever reason. I respect that they don't want to update the public. But that's really strange that they wouldn't even confirm it to you who wants to know for good reasons to put it out there. And another thing yeah. I don't understand is why isn't Midlothian police having the media sort of update everyone? Because everyone forgot about that reward, I think, because from the very beginning, it is slightly yes than it used to be because one of the rewards did drop off after a year, but it's still $40,000. That's a huge motivator. Why? Ha I mean, I would think that they would want the media to remind the public of that at least occasionally, you know. You know, I've seen rewards at $5,000. Yeah. I have seen them for seven, eight thousand, you know, 12, whatever. So $40,000 is, is a substantial amount of money. And okay. I can't imagine either why they didn't, but you know, they, um, I don't know, they, they, they couldn't confirm it. And then, um, we ended up getting it confirmed a different way. And, um, well, and just, and just, and just for our listeners, if you have any idea who might have done this, if you have a legitimate, not a speculation necessarily, but actual information that could lead to an arrest or conviction, please call Ellis County Crime Stoppers. Their phone number is 972-937-7297. I'll say it again in case you didn't have your pen ready. It's 972-937-7297. 7297. Yeah, hopefully this is going to be the year that we get something done. And I hope something comes of that new uh, DNA advancement in technology. I, I hope that that is something that can be used on the Missy Beavers case as well. Yes, 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 yes. So we are actually pleading with all of you that are listening, if you know anyone at all, or if you think you know, you might have some inkling of what happened to Missy Beavers, especially if you're local, please, um, if anyone has told you that they were involved in it, don't hesitate to turn that person in because they won't trace it back to you. You will yeah, you can remain anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. You will not get in trouble. I promise that person will not know you were the one that called it in. Um, you can also contact Midlothian police and Facebook messenger if you don't care if you're anonymous or not and um, they also have a tip line as well um but yeah ellis county crime stoppers um if if you didn't have a pen if you're driving listening to this or whatever you can always google it oh uh, we posted it on our facebook page too oh yeah that's right it's on instagram yeah. also and, I and think instagram you, and, and then yep. you were gonna tweet it right so yeah, yeah we're good we're, we, we got that out there <laughs> <laughs> tweet <laughs> Tweet, tweet. Okay, oh, well. I always say post. It's actually tweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, we just want to thank everyone sincerely from the bottom of our hearts from listening to True Crime Broads. We really, our main purpose, our main goal is to get uh, Missy's killer apprehended. So thank you for listening tonight. If you have any idea, don't forget, call Ellis County Crime Stoppers. Thanks for joining us. Good night.